Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Dear Media IRL is back and we're showing up bigger, better and louder than ever. Join us on May 4th in Austin, Texas for the ultimate live podcasting experience. Watch and learn from your favorite Dear Media hosts as they bring their insightful discussions from your headphones to the stage. Get ready to be inspired, entertained and watch audio get a makeover. Tickets are on sale now at dearmedia.com slash IRL. See you on May 4th in Austin. In Texas. Hi, Contessas. Welcome to the Career Contessa podcast, your shortcut to being more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. I'm your host, Lauren McGowan, and I recently got more serious about building my personal brand. And it's been incredible to see the opportunities that have come from it, such as expanding my network, guesting on other podcasts, collaborations for Career Contessa, and more. It's also been a great reminder of the benefits of building this personal brand, even if you're working a full-time job. I know you probably think, I'm Career Contessa. How could I not be building my own personal brand? But as many of you know, when you're working a full-time job, you can kind of forget about your own stuff. That's why I invited Anna Bertoldini onto the show. Anna is a global social media and brand influencer marketer at Nielsen IQ for her nine to five and a personal brand expert outside of that. Anna will share with us how to determine your personal branding goal, which is kind of your guiding light, how to leverage your unique selling point and branding, communication tips, and the one thing all personal brands must have in order to succeed. So it's a really exciting show. I can't wait for you to listen. And one more thing to remember is that we always appreciate it when you rate, review, and subscribe to our show. Each review equals about a thousand new downloads, and it's the number one way to support our show. Also, if you do start following me on LinkedIn, let me know what show you liked. It's been really fun to connect with so many of you there. And, you know, show some support for a friend by sharing this episode for someone who needs to start building their personal brand or could just use the career boost. We'd love that. All right. And now this is the Career Contessa podcast. Hi, Anna. Welcome to the show. Hi, it's so good to be here, Lauren. All right. So tell us about your background and what you do for your quote nine to five, even though I know nothing is really nine to five these days. (laughs) That's a great question because I recently changed. So for the longest time I was doing employer branding for the last few years. Now it's my main career, but I recently changed like a month and a couple of weeks ago to a new role. And now I work within our brand marketing center of excellence at Nielsen IQ. And I reside in Spain. I work from Barcelona, Spain. And I'm in charge of strengthening our brand story across social, reinforcing NIQ's thought leadership, 
and essentially amplifying our global voice and narrative through employee advocacy and influencer and brand partnerships. So it's a big role on month number two now and very exciting. Amazing. Well, I wanted you to come on the podcast today because you are so good about building a personal brand outside of doing branding for your employer. And I think a lot of people are in a similar place where they get to a place in their career where they're like, I have an expertise. I do have a personal Mm -hmm. brand, but how do I show that? What does it look like? And you've done a really good job at merging the two. So tell us about your personal brand outside of your nine to five, and then we'll kind of get into more actionable steps and tips. 100%. So I like to call my personal brand my five to nine. So all that happens after my nine to five job. And essentially, I consider these two jobs because it's a lot of work really to maintain both of these careers, let's say, right? So the nine to five is my full time job. But then the personal branding work takes a lot of my time, but it fulfills me in a different way. And I really started working on my personal brand a few years ago. And I like to think that I started in 2018, kind of unofficially sharing random content here and there, mostly from third party sources. But I really supercharged my personal brand during the pandemic, in which I had not so much to do, but a lot to say, a lot of thoughts. So I really started experimenting a lot. And after a few years, really, of consistent work, refining and reinventing my own brand and content strategy, While working a full-time job, I feel like I've reached a point where the ROI of the personal branding part is incredible and worth all of the effort and time that I put into it. So I never could have imagined the opportunities, people, and conversations that have opened up for me, you know, also including our conversation, Laura, and how we met through LinkedIn. I think a lot of it is thanks to this visibility and exposure that doing this type of work really does for for yourself. And yeah, simply sharing what I know, getting better at packaging it in a compelling and engaging way. And taking time to network and engage with others has been nothing short of totally worth it. Every time someone tells me the content I share resonates with them in some way, it really helps me make my heart sing and reminds me like why I do this whenever something helps them. So yeah, on LinkedIn, my main channel, I write about my experience, finding my unique voice through vulnerability and authenticity. And I give tips on creating captivating brand experiences for your talent and customers. So a little bit of that employer branding part that I used to do, still sort of like, sticking to it a tiny bit, but also really focusing on what I do now and my learnings from my new position and this this career shift. So yeah, how to scale and build your personal brand through storytelling and change. I'm curious when you set out to have a personal brand, it sounds like it was sort of it was intentional, but maybe you didn't mm-hmm. have everything as refined as it is now. So like when people think of content marketing, we often hear this term called content pillars, right? Like what are you going to write yes. about? What's going to be your thing? How did you think mm-hmm. about what you were going to make your personal brand about? I mean, I've seen so many variations where and LinkedIn is a great place. TikTok's another place, mm-hmm. uh, obviously Instagram, like now everyone is kind of picking their channel that they're most comfortable with. And for example, mm-hmm. there might be someone who works in HR and then on TikTok, they share HR tips. And it's very much like, here's how I dealt with this thing. And it's inspired by real life. Right. But then there might be someone who like, I follow someone on LinkedIn and she's early in her career and she talks a lot about mental health and vulnerabilities, but she's a recruiter, right? So it's doesn't necessarily have to do with her nine to five. So how do you pick your quote content pillars or the things you wanted to sort of be an expert in or show your expertise with? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is such a good question because to your point, everyone's doing it differently and your personal brand doesn't necessarily have to reflect your nine to five. Although having it reflect your nine to five adds that element of experience and authority because you actually work within that space. But I started off by simply 
Well, because I worked in employer branding, which is a very niche kind of industry, right? There aren't many people doing, or at the time when I started, there weren't very many people doing employer branding. And so I was sharing like interesting articles that I found, learnings from my own job and experience building an employer brand from scratch in a startup, but also having worked in employer branding in big multinationals. And essentially what I learned. And there was never really like a strategy with my personal brand. I was never like, I'm going to grow my brand and then start speaking at conferences and like getting all of these gigs. That wasn't really the point. The point was really to find great content to share, really spark those discussions that were super interesting, learn from the people that would eventually connect with, but also in general, find others and learn from others in the employer branding sphere because there's just so much to learn still. And I felt like, I wasn't there yet at the point where I was like, I'm the ultimate expert in this. I never feel yeah. that way. Yeah. So a lot of it was learning and connecting. So for someone who works in a nine to five, that may not be their first passion. It may be like one of the things that they do, but just one of their many interests. I would really think about an authority subject that you want to be known for. So you want to position yourself as an expert in something, which is, and that's going to be your brand. So pick that thing that you can talk about for hours and hours without any preparation. Hopefully it's something close to what you do in your nine to five. And then that's going to be your authority subject. And then you can split that into content pillars below. And I always like to say, you can pick like three, four content pillars that are related to your authority subject, but they're really going to help you diversify your content. It all, it's all part of a, like an overall narrative and story. So for example, yeah. if, I, if my authority subject is employer branding, I'm going to talk about candidate experience, for example, like brand marketing. I'm going to talk about company culture and maybe, for example, like talent acquisition. So those could be my pillars. They're all connected to employer branding, but it allows me to produce, curate, and also find different types of content to support that main authority subject. Yeah. And just to give you guys an example. So Anna's was a perfect example of like, it very much related to her nine to five and that's what she's going to build outside. But I've Mm -hmm. also seen people where they love mental health, personal development, Mm -hmm. working motherhood, you know, a lot of this conversations about federal leave and paid leave for families. So what, what, Mm -hmm. like, think about something, I guess a good starting place I think of is like, what type of content do you love to consume when there's no pressure on you? Like you're not trying to monetize it. You just love it. It could be organization. Like you love productivity and organization. That is your thing, even though you're an accountant, you know? So Mm -hmm. that's just something to think about also as a good starting point. And I do want to get into like more like tips because obviously you do teach this as a workshop. So I think what would be kind of fun is if we use this as almost like workshop type. So tell me Mm -hmm. a couple examples of what personal branding is or, you know, what that might look like in, in some of these workshops that you've taught, like what, what people have created outside of after the workshop. Yeah, absolutely. So there's different types of personal branding. There's some people who are trying to grow their career. And so you have a job, a full-time job, but you want to maybe move into another type of position or you want to move companies and you're looking for another role of a higher, higher level or seniority. So you're essentially trying to supercharge your career. So network, get the word out about who you are and get a better paid job or with like benefits that really match the life phase that you're in. You mentioned like working mothers, for example, you may look for a remote job. You want to position yourself as someone who can do the job remotely as well because you're super passionate about flexibility. That could be something you're aiming for as well with your personal branding. So I always split it into, let's say, the career group and then the entrepreneur group. So you may be an entrepreneur who's trying to grow their business. So you're looking to position yourself as both 
an entrepreneur, so someone who knows their stuff, but also someone who has the right solution for the problem that you're facing. So you're trying to identify a need and how your solution then fulfills that need. And that's the other type of personal branding. And that's aimed at really finding customers, but also networking with other entrepreneurs and finding investors as well. So there are different types of personal branding, but I'd like to split them in these two groups, essentially. Okay. And I think what you're kind of saying is like, start with what's your goal? Like, what is your goal Mm -hmm. in personal branding? Are you trying to find a new job? Are you trying to expand your network? Do you want to be asked to speak at the events in your industry? Like, Consider yes. So what are some examples of goals? We talked about the obvious ones, mm-hmm. job searching, networking in general. What are some other goals that you see people who do have careers, not entrepreneurs mm-hmm. that have careers that are nine to fives? What are some other examples? Yeah. So it can be tied to your work. For example, sales. If you work in sales, you may want to grow your personal brand to land more leads and conversions because people will know you as the person to go to for that solution. You're top of mind. You have that visibility. If you are a recruiter, for example, you want to grow your presence as well. So you keep those key relationships with potential candidates, but also be visible and be recognizable by someone who may be researching that company. Or if you reach out to a candidate for a position and you have a strong personal brand, you'll have that level of legitimacy and people will respond to you, a lot more likely to respond to you. Other types of goals could be networking. So essentially growing your number of connections but and, and build relationships with people who could who could benefit from you and you could benefit from them, learn from each other. So you're going to grow in your specific role by learning from others and learning about best practices from other people. Another goal could be to become a thought leader and an industry expert. And maybe one day you'd like to speak at conferences or write a book and you want to kind of grow your brand and get your name out there before you start one of those big projects. Let's take the book, for example, before you write a book, you want to grow your authority in that subject for which you want to write that book, you're going to start doing that work a lot before you end up publishing your work. So just give me some examples of goals. Other goals could be like change careers, right? So you want to position yourself as an expert in the next type of role that you're looking to get. So it could be looking for a job, but also not. Maybe you want to move internally and you want to position yourself as someone who could potentially have that job. So dressing for the job that you want as opposed to the job that you have, right? Yeah. (laughs) So that can be also a goal of personal branding position yourself in a, as a different in a different role. I love it. And one thing I've learned, especially in this job market is personal branding is a really important thing to have before you need it. Because mm-hmm. when you need it, it's like you're starting from scratch versus if you just invest a little bit consistently, yeah. I feel like you get a much higher ROI. Okay. So let's move into, you have a five-step process for building a mm-hmm. personal brand. So what is the first step? Yeah. Well, one thing I wanted to say from the previous subject is that a lot of people start doing personal branding when they need to, when there's a need, yeah. like they really want to change their job. Same with networking, everything. <laughs> right. It's always like, I'm going to do this now. I need immediate results. People need to answer me when I message yep. them, or they need to interact with my content the moment I share it, or like my open to work the moment I post it. But it's a job that needs to be done when you're in a, let's say a comfortable position, when you are employed, you don't have anything to gain from it, essentially, right? You're just there to share what you know, find people in your same field or in a field that you're looking to get into and exchange knowledge. You're there to help others. And then once the time comes when you need that help, you have that community of people around you who are going to support you and help you get where you want to go, whether it is buying your product or 
giving you a referral or introducing you to someone that matters to you. So a lot of the personal branding to your point to start earlier. I always use the metaphor of like a bank, like you can't make withdrawals without making deposits first. And it's like, you have to make a lot <laughs> of personal branding deposits before you can make a withdrawal. And you have to be very selective that. with withdrawal you make and how big it is and all of that. Yes. So um, yeah, that's a very mm-hmm. good point. I appreciate you saying it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's go over your five-step process, starting with step number one. Yeah. And this is going to be different for everyone who does personal branding, but I like to split the steps into these five ones. The first one that I would really think about, and we kind of touched upon this earlier, is find what you're good at and what you can talk about for hours. Actually, I'd even change this to find what you're really interested and that you can talk about for hours. Like, what do you, what can you speak to a friend about without much preparation for a long time? What kind of podcasts do you listen to? Books do you read or videos you find yourself consuming? These are really great things to look into to find out like what you're truly interested in because the key to personal branding is really to be consistent and engaging and sharing content. And so you need to find a subject that you're truly, really into. And then it's going to become a lot easier to stay consistent in doing that personal branding work. So it's really like finding that thing that ignites your passion. And second is, well, I kind of say like 1A, the, the second part of that first point is to focus on your goal, right? So we said this earlier, what is your goal with personal branding? How do you want to be perceived by others? How do you want to manage your brand? You have a brand no matter what, people already perceive you in some way, but how do you want to influence that brand? How do you want to be perceived by others? And what do you want to end up doing with this brand? Like what's going to be your ultimate goal? So that's something else to think about in phase one, let's say. So Phase two, so step two, I'd say, what's your superpower? That's what I would like to find out. So what distinguishes you from someone else doing your same job? What's unique about what you do and how you do it, for example? In marketing, we call this your your unique selling point. So it's what you do that no one else does. And this can be your experience, like having a lot of experience in the subject or practical experience or working maybe in some sort of institution or company that does this. And so you can really count on that. Your story, for example, was there something that happened in your life that made you really passionate about this type of work or this type of subject? And then that adds an element of empathy, right? And storytelling to to your personal branding content, but also anything else that distinguishes you. Like, for example, you may have a unique ability to relate to people if you work in sales. And that's something that can be your distinguishing factor, right? So find what makes you different from other people who do your same job. And I'd say that's step two, that differentiator. And it can be a lot of things and it can be something you didn't expect. So really look within yourself and your experience and your story to find why you got into that subject and why someone should be listening to you and not someone else. The third step to me is to find your audience. So it can be a bit more vague at the beginning. Like you don't have to niche down a lot at the beginning. I think it's really hard to understand who you're speaking to when you're first starting off. So you can keep it to, let's say, an industry or a seniority level or like a life phase. Like, am I speaking to senior executives, startup companies who are looking for funding? Like that may be super specific, but you may be talking to leaders or entrepreneurs, right? So keep it vague at the beginning, but at least find who could benefit the most from what you have to say. Yeah. So think about what you have to offer and who would be the most willing to listen to you and what type of questions those people have that you can answer with your content. 
So the more niche you can go, the better. But at the beginning, I would always recommend starting to filter a tiny bit. And you can keep filtering as you find as you test out and start sharing content and you see like results from a specific group of people, you can start thinking about going forward with that group and, and that target audience. So who are you? It could also to? be people who have a, the same goal. Like I've seen it where people will be like, I give advice to first time managers. Like they're in this, they, yeah. they have a similar goal. Maybe their ages are all different, but they have a similar goal mm-hmm. of like they're trying to navigate management at the same time. So to your point about finding your audience, it doesn't have to be, you know, 25 year old women who work in metropolitan areas and live. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And that's great. If you can niche down to that point, those people will listen to you because your message will 100% resonate with them. But then your audience is quite small. And at the beginning, you want to build your audience. So that's why I always say go a little bit bigger and wider at the beginning. And then you can start niching down when you really find which messages resonate with whom. So that's really step three. The fourth step that I thought of is that you want to find out how you speak to these people. So this is really your brand personality. And it's kind of your unique identifier as well. Like your differentiator is also your personality. Like who do you talk to people? What tone do you use? How do you communicate with them? Do you, are you like playful? Do you use a lot of emojis? Do you use an informal language when you speak to your audience or are you maybe more authoritative? So you tend to be confident and not use that many emojis, be very formal in how you speak, very scientific. This is up to you to decide and find something that really reflects who you are as a person, because this is going to add that layer of authenticity to your content and whatever you share, whether it is in a video or in the type of wording and copywriting that you use, or if you appear in a podcast and, and you want to speak to people like really be consistent with who you are across all of your channels and methods of communication, really. What about people who, and maybe this is not with this tip, but like, I find there are people who are really good at creating like hooks, you know, like, so you'll read Mm -hmm. about content marketing or like when you see on social media, it will be like, start with a hook or here are hooks that Mm -hmm. get people. And I see some people are very good at writing these hooks that catch your attention, but they're almost like fear-based hooks. And then there are other people that are like, I read this report and here are the three things I took from it that like, this is kind of what you're talking about. Like, what's going to be your style? Are you more the, you know, Mm -hmm. I list three takeaways from this article and I kind of summarize them. I do a lot of storytelling or I'm very much that here's the hook. Here's the learning. Here's the takeaway. Like, bam, bam. Like you use like this formulaic type writing style, right? Is that kind of what you're referring to also? Yeah, it's it's a bit of both because the hooks are always going to be useful when you do copywriting. Like you need the first sentence to really hook people in, to get people interested and want to click read more. So no matter what type of style you do have, having a strong hook, it's going to help you get more views on your content. So, but it's how you write that hook, right? Are you someone who's very confident? Are you someone who's more playful? Like, are you reading like, I have 17 years of experience in AI. This is what I think of ChatGPT. That could yeah. be one way of writing it. Or you can be like, I'm testing out ChatGPT for the first time. And this is what I've learned. Like it could be written in very right. different ways, but you're still going to get people to click on the rest of your content. But that is more about packaging, I think, because you need to get good at that too. If you're a writer and 
this is where I think it's important to mention that you need to find the best way to communicate with people also in, from a format perspective, like your, your medium. Are you someone who is not, doesn't consider yourself a great writer? That is completely fine. Maybe you make illustrations or maybe you're really great at making videos. Or are you someone who's really natural in front of a video and you can film yourself making 10 second videos explaining a subject that you're interested in? Find your way to create content and make sure it's something that you're really comfortable with because you're going to have to be consistent later with it. So find something you're really good at and how to share it best. In fact, I see these TikToks and then those have hooks as well. Like the first like maybe two seconds of a TikTok are a hook and you're like, oh my God, what is this about? And you just keep watching that video. So, and you can keep watching for up to a minute if it's a really good hook. Like you just, people just reel your, their audience in with those things. Yeah. So think of your, the medium you prefer too. like, obviously you and I like LinkedIn, but Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, or X, yeah. LinkedIn, like truly find whatever works for you. And then also your formatting. Are you writing it? Are you making yeah. the video? Are you making illustrations? Yeah. Are there's this woman I follow glucose goddess who does work on glucose and she shows charts yeah. of what happens to your blood sugar. Like maybe her Instagram has changed recently, but it was just charts. It was just like, I ate this yeah. and this is what happened afterwards, you know? So again, think of to Anna's point, like find something that you're very comfortable with because consistency yeah. is a really important part a personal brand in which we already talked about. Okay. And I, I think I bulldozed over you when you were doing number four, but that was number four. And then let's talk about number five. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. Keep adding comments. I love it. We're, we're, we're (laughs) we're complimenting each other. It's perfect. So the fifth one that I, that I think the fifth and probably to me is the most important one is to commit to personal branding. So to regularly engaging, sharing, and especially building your community right? Because sometimes people spray and pray. So you post something and you just never, people comment on it. You just never respond to comments or you never answer messages because, okay, you posted something that's great. But it's not only about posting. The purpose here is to build community and to interact with your followers and with other people within your community, other creators. So commit to doing personal branding for an amount of time each day. It can be 15 minutes. It could be 30 minutes, whatever it is, but commit that block of time every single day to engaging with your audience, answering those comments, making sure that you're around commenting on people's content, getting the name out there. And also even like setting up one-to-ones with other creators and people in your industry. So it's an, it's a long-term strategy, but also if you do commit to it long-term, you get a lot of return on investment. So it's worth the work, but commit. <laughs> I, and I would say too, if you're, you know, you don't have to start out posting five times a day. This is something I recently mm-hmm. have been experimenting with LinkedIn. For me, I wanted to post five times a day. So I post every mm-hmm. day at 8am. I do schedule them ahead of time. I'm not a person who has like, mm-hmm. sometimes I'll have something on the fly and I'll, I'll make it. So post the next day, but for me, it didn't work well like that. So also find what works for you. I wanted to write every day because the more I do it, the better I get at it. And so that was important for me. But if I was starting out, I might post just every Wednesday, you know, Wednesday wisdom, you know, that's kind of a Mm -hmm. thing that used to happen back in the early days where it would be like a Tuesday tip. And you could kind of also come up with themes or a way, I mean, we can do a whole part two about how to do it. But like, Mm -hmm. for me, I always found that having some sort of format to my content also made it easier. So again, think about that. How can you remain consistent? And if you need to come up with themes or one day a week, if you want to schedule and post them ahead of time, 
do it. Yeah. I know some people are like, oh, I hate when people do that. It's, it's, you know, I, I just like to talk off the top of my head. That's their style. That's not my style, you know? And so that yeah. is also very important to kind of recognize, like, we don't have to have the same style. It's totally fine. In fact, it makes these platforms better to not have too much overlap of the exact same thing. There are some people out there where they'll like show other people's content and then they'll use that as a like conversation yeah. starter for what they're going to share, you know? So I would say too, a good place to start with this besides the starting places that you said is also go and look at all the different content styles and maybe mm-hmm. take a day or a week to kind of think about strategically, like, what do you like about them? What do you not like about them? Mm-hmm. I'm such a visual learner that that's something that would help me is going back to kind of like a collection of my favorite content, but I digress. Okay. I want to talk about, those are amazing tips and very, very helpful places to I'm start. I'm going to add another one. Sorry. Oh, I'm okay. Interject. Yeah. Bonus. Let's interject. have it. I have, I think to your point, it's really about building the systems to stay consistent because I personally don't count on motivation. I count on discipline because yeah. I am not always motivated Same. or inspired to create content. There are totally. days I'm like, I cannot <laughs> be bothered. And so when you have that system in place where you schedule content or you block an hour of your day to create content, and that is the time that you have to do it, you yeah. are going to really get more results because you're, you will be lazy some days. You will not want to do it some days. So making sure you have the right systems in place for staying consistent is going to be key in my opinion. To your point, you really need to find the best way to keep, to stay on track. And sometimes it's scheduling. Sometimes it's blocking out time on the weekend to get that done or evenings to get that done. Yeah. And most of the time it's all of the above. It's like, this is what I want to be known for. This is my goal. Here's how I'm going to get there. And you know what? I think also one of the takeaways from this is doesn't have to be built overnight. The thing about personal Mm -hmm. branding that I've learned too, is like, just get started. It's not going to be perfect. You're not going to be overly confident. You might on day one, you might not get a ton of feedback on day one, but just keep with it. And also my best advice is if you are providing advice and wisdom that creates value for the other person, that's going to always be something that people listen to. It's interesting. Some of my most popular content on LinkedIn has been things like here are five chat GPT prompts that I've used that have helped me. And it's like, Oh, that's a roundup of something that creates value in someone else's life. It saves them time. It helps them with their Mm -hmm. resume, their interview prep, whatever it is. Yeah. And also I would say it it can transition over time. Like maybe, you know, for example, I'll just keep using myself. Like I like talking about job search, but I know that our audience doesn't always necessarily come to us for job search. So it's really important that I, you know, also have career development content and personal development content. And guess what? I also love that type of content. So don't feel like it's too black and white. I think, honestly, I think that's sometimes the part about personal branding that's confusing for people because there are so many gray zones that they're like, okay, just give me the, you know, one, two, three black and white method to do this. But that is why personal branding is personal and unique. But I highly encourage anybody with a nine to five to start thinking about where can you share your expertise? What do you want to be known for? How do you cultivate this influence? Anna got a different job internally because she was able to do it. People get new jobs because of it. People get promotions. They get asked to sit on projects. Like kind of think of it this way is like the opportunity of what can come from it is like all upside and no downside. I guess, unless you're saying super controversial things and then you have to be thoughtful about that. But like one of my friends always says, she's like, whatever's going to come your way, you might not even be able to think about it right now. And so I think that's Mm -hmm. also important as part of that, like growth mindset piece. I think this adds to that. So Anna, as we wrap up, what's one last final thing you want to leave people with? It can be anything. 
Let's see. I think that I want to leave people with this bit of knowledge. I think that personal branding is really for everyone. You don't need to be like a seasoned senior someone in whatever topic. You don't have to have worked at least 10 years in something to speak about it. You don't need to be make it harder than it has to be. And don't overcomplicate personal branding because it's really not about, if it feels icky to toot your own horn, I think you're doing it wrong. Personal branding is really about adding value to others and sharing what you know. And from the moment you think about it this way, where it's helping someone else, helping your community, that's when you start doing personal branding really well and people start noticing you. You don't have to have a lot of experience to start. You can start anytime. You can start sharing your learnings. You can start sharing some experiences that you had. You can start sharing other people's content. There's so many ways to start slow and build up your confidence in personal branding. And then always focus on your audience, what can benefit them and what you can teach as a person because we all have something to teach. So that's what I'll leave people with. I think personal branding is really about others and helping others. And from the moment you see it that way, you're going to be very successful in personal branding. I agree. Thank you so much, Anna, for coming Mm -hmm. on to the show, giving us this truly like workshop in personal branding, giving us a place to start. Also, everybody, I will link to Anna and my LinkedIn profile in the show notes so that you guys can see how we're doing it. Again, this is just some examples and inspiration. I would say go find five or six others that are doing personal branding in a way that really resonates with you and get started Mm -hmm. and then share your personal brands and connect with us on LinkedIn so we can see them or wherever it is that you're going to be sharing your personal brand. I always say LinkedIn because the idea of me making videos is like, I don't want to do that on Instagram (laughs) and TikTok, but yeah, but to each their own, like I'm sure there's people who can't imagine doing what we're doing. So Anna, thank you so much again. Thank you so much for having me, Lauren. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Career Contessa podcast. Please take your time to rate, review, and subscribe. One review equals about a thousand downloads. It's the number one way that you can help support our show so we can be back here each week with amazing guests. And be sure to follow Anna and me on LinkedIn. I shared our LinkedIn profiles in the show notes.